Okay, hi everybody, and welcome to uh, another episode of On Purpose. Uh, I'm Dr. John Duffy, and with me is the brilliant Heidi Stevens from the Chicago Tribune. Hi, John. Hi, Heidi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I feel good about how technically we figured out how to get this going once again. <laughs> if we were on video, <laughs> our four, we might be up to five fans now. Anyway, our five there fans might be five. would run, run the other way. <laughs> Why would I listen to anything those morons have to say when they can't figure out which button to push How to on run the, thing? the tape recorder. <laughs> Do we hit record or play? Or is it play and then record? Let's find a guy. We Every morning that we do this, we have to find a guy. This is definitely the second us. time in a row that we've had to find a guy for the same thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's not a tech podcast. No, no. If we were running a tech podcast, this would we'd only have two, two maybe two fans. three fans tops. My mom and Julie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... We're, this is a speed podcast. You have, speed, you have yeah. places to go. I got to go. things to do. Yeah, I got to go in like a minute. No, but, I, have, right. I have a few more than one minute. But okay, so before we get into like timelier stuff, I want to continue one little thing we were talking about. Well, not little. One thing we were talking about last week. Um, you know, we talked about Peggy Ornstein's new book, yeah. Boys and Sex. Great book. Check it out if you have any boys in your life. Um I interviewed her last night at Women and Children First Bookstore. She's great. Massive crowd. Huge crowd, standing room only yeah. on like a cold Tuesday night. It was very heartwarming. Dads were there. Moms were there. I noticed that dads so, were there. Yeah. How great that dads were there. That was awesome. And actually, I'll say this. Peggy told me, told us, told the crowd, uh, that was her most female-heavy group. Like, it's often way more men in the group. Um, no kidding. Yeah, so that was I cool to hear. Yeah. yeah, she said she wrote she wrote an excerpt and a little bit of analysis of her book for Atlantic for the Atlantic, and um, that really got her on a lot of men's radars in right. a good way. Because um, a lot of she said a lot of men were reaching out to her and saying like, "Okay, I feel seen and recognized and validated, and like here's my story." She's getting like these long thoughtful sort of you know pouring out your soul emails from guys um which is kind of what happened with her book when she was interviewing 16 to 22 year old males um a lot of them were like yeah I'll talk about this just nobody's ever asked right you know like she went into the book thinking the answers were going to be like grunts you yep. know or like bruh and instead, these guys were pouring their hearts out, and they were like, no, I just, you know, no one's ever asked me about this before. That's amazing. Um, Nobody's ever asked me about this before. Right. Sex. Right? Yeah. With, and with, intimacy. Yeah. And, right, exactly. Young men. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so, so it was great. And the one part that I wanted to talk about, because I don't think we touched on this last week, really, when we were talking about, we, we focused a lot on the porn right. aspect. So and one of the women in the audience at the end asked about, she said, I want to talk about your final chapter, which is about um, when boys don't want sex and the assumption that we put on them that they're always either after it or certainly interested in it or yep. up for it. Yep. And a lot, she did, Peggy talked to some boys who were like, you know, I actually felt coerced into that. Um, that was actually, she, she, she has a term unwanted sex, which doesn't quite rise to the level of assault. They could have stopped it 
you know, they, they, they had the power to stop yep, it, yep, yep. but they felt like they shouldn't. Almost from um, pressure outside the room. In outside way, huh? the room. Yeah. yeah. And afterwards felt a little bit violated yeah. and certainly used um, and Regretful. sad and depressed uh-huh. and all the things that we talk about girls and women feeling after, you know, something has happened to their bodies that they didn't want yep. to happen. Um, and I just thought that's a really important chapter if you're reading the book or or even if you don't read the book, that's an important topic for us to keep in mind that, like, it's not fair to boys and young men and any age men to assume, like, well, they want it. You know, no. they... Right. Th- um, it's up to, uh, you know, it's up to, to girls and women to put the brakes on it or not, but they're always going to want it. And it's like, that's not, we don't talk enough about how untrue that is, that, I feel. That, that, I think, is a, what a brilliant point. I'm so glad she wrote about that. You guys talked about that um, because, you know, in work I do with boys, boys are nervous about sex. They're, they're afraid of it appropriately. You know what I mean? Like, especially early in their lives. They're not like, you know, there's interest almost all the time, but not always. Um, But the idea is scary. You know, it's like, you know, oh, this is a really intimate thing. And it's my body too. Right. You know? Right. And my feelings too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm glad. Really interesting point. Yeah. 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 So it was a great interview. Um, If anybody's listening who came last night, thank you for coming. It was lovely to look out there and see this big crowd, you know, for a topic I feel like is so important. Um, So that was great. The downside is I didn't get to watch the debates. I think you watched. I watched parts of the debate, a little, uh, actually just minutes of the debate. And, um, and, Oddly, I, th- I think the, there are too many debates way too early. And so uh, I agree. Right. I mean, you know, and there's way too many people involved. You know, I think back to when I was a kid way back when, Heidi. Yeah, there <laughs> is. Right. <laughs> there, there used to be just a de- like one person per party. There was there was a debate. You yeah. know what I mean? Like once we had a nominee, we had a debate. Once you had the nominee. Yeah. 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 There might be two, you know. Yeah. Um, and now I feel like there's just so much jabber that it's like all gets lost we're trying to weed people out and i feel like some good candidates get weeded out really early I know. for maybe some something that just didn't maybe hit quite right, right or whatever or you know or they're not like that whole likability thing yeah and um and this leads me to something i'm kind of interested in talking about and hearing your opinion on a lot of the girls and young men young women rather pardon mm-hmm. me that i'm working with are concerned that ooh that whole Hillary Clinton moment that was that was a blip that wasn't anything real about equality or progressive movement that was a blip and the truth is we're winning out the females in this whole contest one by one mm-hmm. and we're going to be looking at uh, a Sanders Trump or we're we're going to be looking at men mm-hmm. again you know and mm-hmm. um and there really isn't a shift in the tide in our favor here, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's a little bit of hopelessness around that. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, and they feel like they're being sold a little bit of a bill of goods in a way, being told like, you know, oh, these marches and, you know, the shift in Congress. And you were talking a little bit earlier about like even the movement in the workplace, right? Yeah. That there are more women. Did you say more women in the 
workplace than men right now? So right. So the the statistics from the Labor Department in January show for only the second time in history, women outnumber men in the paid U.S. workforce, wow. right? The only other time it happened was 2010, briefly after the recession. Um, but for all other times throughout history, men have outnumbered women yeah. in the paid, I like to emphasize paid, <laughs> workforce <laughs> because women do a shit ton of work that they're not paid for. Um, I was wondering why you, yeah. I noticed the emphasis. <laughs> You're like, wow, can can words be italicized as they come out of someone's mouth? Amazing. Um, paid U.S. workforce. Um, so that's interesting because women have outnumbered men in college for a long time. Like that part's not new. Law school, medical school, master's programs, none of that's new, but paid U.S. workforce is new and, and rare, right? Only one other, one other time in history. So it's, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what to predict for 2020 or, and going forward, I'm terrible at predicting. I don't even think it's that interesting, but I do think I can see how, girls in your practice and just anybody walking around in this country in this time feels like, well, wait a minute. Like we sent a historic number of women to Congress in November, right? Absolutely. Um, Okay. Chicago has, you know, a female mayor and actually a bunch of female leaders, right? State's attorney, you know, all we have, Chicago is like lousy with women in charge, lousy in a good way. Right, um, right, no, uh, right. Yeah, the, the, like there's pockets of America where like women are just running the show. It really does feel that way. Yeah. Right. And not even necessarily all liberal pockets. Right. Um. So you could look around and be like, what are you talking about? Women can't break the glass ceiling and be trusted with power and be elected into high office. They are all the time, all over yeah. this country. And yet, and yet, <laughs> <laughs> we have this discussion about whether a woman, whether this country could elect a woman for president. And right now people are fighting about, did Bernie say that? If he did, was he just speaking what is in everybody's hearts? Right, right, right. Um, And this was about Elizabeth Warren. About Elizabeth Warren, right. Apparently he said to her, a woman can't get elected. A woman can't get elected. Yeah, Yeah, we need someone who could beat Trump and it's not going to be a woman. You you can't do that because you're a woman. Right. Right. At least that's how she took it. I don't know. I wasn't in the room. Whatever. Um, but that's, I think, a question, if we're being honest, that a lot of us have, like, not is a woman capable of running this country, but is this country capable of entrusting a woman to run this country, right? It's Big definitely difference. the question. Huge difference. Um, and I, I do wonder sincerely what people really believe about that. You yeah. know what I mean? Whether people believe a woman is capable of running this country, and if not, what what stand what's what's the logic behind that yeah. because the the um the bit i suppose for lack of a better word is women are overly emotional and driven by emotion mm-hmm. and i i feel like that's been pretty well disproven in every practical way well right you know and it's it's a ridiculous notion it's a ridiculous notion and the idea that men are somehow um you know immune from (laughs) being overly emotional, right? I mean, we were watching a president who's got every emotion on display. Yeah. um, Acts on them. And acts on them. Right. Um, So I I was at a luncheon a couple years ago um, 
Trump was president. It wasn't wasn't pre-Trump. Um, we had watched Hillary get close and lose. So it was maybe 2017 or so. Anyway, the, the keynote speaker told a story that she said, I think she said, the, the keynote speaker was a black woman, and she said, a, a, an older white gentleman put it to me this way, and I think this helps me understand what happened in this last election. He said to her, um, you know, we argue about whether racism or sexism is a bigger issue in this country. And, you know, why have we been able to elect a black man as president and still not able to elect a woman? Right. And he said, I think of it this way. He said, you find any take any guy off the street right now, you know, find any guy in a business suit, whatever, walking down the sidewalk and ask him if he would want to play pickup with Michael Jordan. He'd say, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I want to play pickup with Michael Jordan. (laughs) Now you go out there and ask any guy if he would want um, his wife to be his boss. He'd say no. So men would rather be in a room, even with somebody that they're they feel far inferior to, um, but who's black and capable, but male. Yeah. (laughs) Then be bossed around by a woman. That's a really frighteningly interesting point in a way. So I I wonder if what's happening in the polling places um, when people make their choice is less about like, what is this candidate capable of? And um, how, how well do I trust her to run this country in a sound, effective, safe, fair way? And and how much of it is like, what does this make me feel about like my station in life? Yeah. You know, like I, I, I do think they're not across the board at all. Um, but I do think there's a segment who feels like I just I'm just a little more comfortable with a guy in charge. And, yep. and and that there are women who feel that, too. I mean, we can't forget for that 53 sure. percent of white women voted for Trump. Right. So. That's yes. not this isn't even broken down by gender mm-hmm. w- when you get to the polling place and make your choice. Um, this is messaging that people right marinate in yep. and digest and we're used to and, a certain optic. Right. And yeah. we can't it's, it's hard to get your mind shifted to, I think, for a lot of people, the alternative. Right. What does yeah. that look like? What does that feel like? What is what is a first husband or first man feel like? If, yeah. You know, like uh, there's a whole bunch of little pictures that we carry in our heads. It's like, oh, I can't really picture that. I can't picture that. It seems weird. It seems like a TV show. Right. And I think I think a lot of that happens. I do too. Um even more maybe for some people than like I've looked at the their records, I've looked at their policy plans, I've looked at where they stand on the platforms that mean the most to me. I think I think what happens for a lot of people is like I don't know. Right. It just feels weird. <laughs> like it just what is it? What would it be like in my house if like, you know, um I was in charge of everything right. and you know the husband like was like first husband what? But it'll be uh, interesting when it if and when it doesn't feel weird. I I was talking to a young woman last night. Um before before I went home to watch the debate. And um, and she was saying, there's no doubt I, I sense a change in the tide. Where she finds her hope isn't in politics or in the workplace. 
it's more in like entertainment. In, in mm. the women she sees, um, entertainment comedy, she mm. specifically cited. Interesting. And, um, and I remember, if I'm being honest, uh, I used to see improv all the time. Julie and I met in an improv class at Second City. And so we used to go to see uh, troops all the time. And oftentimes there was, years ago, a token woman mm-hmm. uh, and um, and she rarely held the spotlight and what you walked away feeling oftentimes was yeah women aren't funny they right. just don't have it and you know and you think about entertainment now comedy now yeah and who you think is funny and I don't know eight out of the top ten people I think are funny right now are women yeah you know so I, I think there are things that are changing pretty radically people like samantha b people who are who can be funny and political i yeah. think have changed um some of the power structures yeah right? you know because well, they hold some okay uh, yes and no it, because like look at all of the late night talk show hosts on the what what do you the... what's, what <laughs> but they're all named jimmy uh, yes <laughs> or trevor or steven or um i'm not sure i understand your point Heidi, yet. <laughs> i think our thinking is shifting i'm not sure i'm not sure our distribution of power is shifting as quickly it hasn't caught up yet with our thinking maybe right so i think that is true of elections as well agreed uh, yes for yeah sure. i mean i think you know there's a women's march saturday right so what are yeah. your what are your what do your young female clients say about the women's march are they, so, is that on anybody's radar um most of the young women i'm working with and most of these young women are in the suburbs not all of them um and, you know, kind of lead very comfortable lives financially um, are planning on going. Okay. Yeah. So um, because they want they, – they loved the last few and, and there's something that feels like change yeah. happening there, right? You know, yeah. so um, I think a lot of people feel like, you know, Trump and, and his election were this – litmus test, this reflection of all of us, right? A Rorschach test more. Okay. And that um, it brings us out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in other words, like, you know, if we had, if Hillary had been elected, I think a lot of people would have felt very much like um, I felt, I'll admit, during the Obama years. Like, you know what? America's kind of arrived. Yeah. And we're, we're very open-minded now. <laughs> right. All our biases all, went uh, Right. So certainly a, a female president is is an obvious next choice. Right. And we'll just enjoy election night. It'll uh-huh. be fun. You know, <laughs> history will be made. I'll tell my son all about it. You yeah. know, it's going to be great. And yeah, um, yeah that didn't quite didn't bear itself out. But, I, out yeah. but did good things to the point of one of your recent columns. A lot of interesting things have happened in the wake of that, right? I mean, I, the first women's march, like Harvey Weinstein, hadn't even happened yet. Isn't that weird? Yeah, is that right? I know it is right. right. Yes, <laughs> I did my fact checking. <laughs> it was January 2017, and the Harvey Weinstein story broke on October 5th, 2017. Wow! Like ten months later, nine months later. That is a surprise. Ten months later. Um, so we didn't even need that kind there of there wasn't like, even a Me Too movement impetus. yet. Yeah. Right. There was a president who had bragged on tape about assaulting women right. and then got elected. Um, but there was not a Me Too movement. Wow. Other than, you know, I always make sure to credit Tarana Burke with it, certainly starting a Me Too movement, but it didn't take widespread, 
you know, steam, the floodgates hadn't been opened the way they were once the and Harvey Weinstein that, story broke. And yet that first women's march was well attended and a big deal. And a quarter million people here in Chicago. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. And so, then the following year, post Me Too, it grew, right? 300,000 yeah. yeah. showed up in Chicago, I'm talking. So when you when you think back to the first one, why did a quarter million people show up, you know, uh, re- really with the impetus of like Trump? Yeah. Was was that it? Was it kind of like, oh, 100%. Got it. I think. I do too. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I was, didn't know the Harvey was, Weinstein had was, happened. It was definitely spun, was sold as, um, you know, it was planned for the day after he got inaugurated. This was like, a, oh, you're not going to, you know, grab our. Yeah. Don't, don't. And <laughs> take away our human rights and civil rights and reproductive rights. And right. we're going to take to the streets. Yeah. I mean, it was f- for sure an answer to Trump yeah. getting elected and, and inaugurated. And it was uh, a joyful, powerful experience. Right. And it and it and it got criticized for not being focused enough on one or two or three topics because people brought all their topics there, climate change, reproductive rights, civil rights. And, but I actually thought that was the beauty of it. Yeah. I actually thought like, um, oh, wow, here we are showing a quarter million women who have all different thoughts and passions <laughs> right. and hobbies right. and interests and, you know, causes. Like, wait, they're not all interested in the same three things? And it's not just about like we want to be elected right. into something. Exactly. It's more like we care about these issues and yeah. we're going to talk about these issues and it's not just one thing. Right. It wasn't an abortion march. It wasn't a right. climate march. It was a women's march. Yeah. And women are human and humans have lots of different topics that feel important to them, right? And I, I so that I thought that was its beauty. It got a little criticism for that, but whatever. Um, I will say this too. So I, I, I think, and maybe this is... Um, 45-year-old me talking and I sound like okay boomer but I think that maybe what feels appealing and empowering about the march to teenage girls and and girls that that you see in your office um and to people my age and people older than me is like there's nothing about this march that's about the male gaze there's right. nothing. I'm not doing this at all to um, either a, attract a guy or or, or um, have to um, remind a guy that I'm not doing it to attract him. There's not. It's not really about so much of women's lives feel like okay. I gotta either like bat away this stupid attention or like decide how much of the attention I want. Like the way we're, you know, socialized to to dress, to smile more, to, you know, speak in meetings so that your point is made, but you don't sound like a bitch. And it's all like so much of our life is like about appeasing or repelling or attracting or whatever yeah. the verb is, yeah. the men around us. And this one is like, you know what, guys, come if you want. It'd be great to be if you want to be our allies. But if you don't, that's OK, too. Really not at all about you. Yeah. And yet. It kind of is still about him because okay. it was in response to Trump getting elected. Absolutely. Right. right, so, right. Like, How crazy is that? Right? I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But I but I do. I can imagine being 16 and being like, well, I'm going to go hang out with like just a bunch of women. Um, and like, that's going to be awesome. Yep. Yep. No. That, and, and I will say this about some of the boys I work with and young men. 
there is a little, and I'll, and I will speak for myself here too. There's a little bit of a, a curious bit of envy about it. Like, you know, it, it feels so um, fresh and honest and, and pure and um, um, of the moment, like really yeah. kind of cool. And, and you, you get, as a man, you almost get this feeling like, Oh, women know what's Where's going ours? on. They, women are making things happen, <laughs> yeah. and you know, like, like, and 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 that is a feel-good event. And we're not world news in a way, like mm-hmm. you know. And so I think a lot of boys feel like you know, yeah, we're we're done. Pretty, you know, like the 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 sweep of history suggests our time's pretty much up. Yeah. Like, you know, like when time's up is up, it might be really yeah. up for us. <laughs> so I would push back on that a little bit, though, because number one, like we just talked about with the late night comedy hosts, like they're, the feeling and the reality are two different things, right? Definitely. Like you're still holding the majority of the wealth in the country and the elected offices in the country and the Oscars in the country and yep, the Oscar yep. nominations. That, like, so pick, pick <laughs> right. your thing. You're holding the, the majority. Um but beyond that, like, I just don't think it has to be a zero-sum game where somebody is... Loses. Right, somebody loses. And I don't think m- m- the vast, 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 vast majority of girls and women want that. Like, I don't think most people are like, oh, just if the men could just get out of the friggin' way. Like, I think we want to just be equals yeah. with the men. I think we just want to do this stuff shoulder to shoulder, side by side, not like, okay, you guys had your moment, get out of the way, it's our turn. I think it's like, well, no, I let's like all do it together. Definitely. I mean, only one person gets to be president, right? So yeah, you don't do president side by side, shoulder to shoulder, but you know, you take turns, like yep. sometimes it's a woman, sometimes <laughs> it's a man, instead of it's always a man deal. Yep. Like <laughs> literally always. Yeah, always. I mean, yeah. there's no arguing that. <laughs> yeah. So right. that one, like, yeah, that one you do have to do one or the other, but like, it, that doesn't mean no more male presidents ever. That means like, could we just, is it, could we see if a woman, how a woman would do? And none of us lose there, right? I mean, part of it is that nobody loses that. We all win. Yeah. We all win. We're tapping all the talent. It's all good stuff. Yeah. I will say uh, briefly okay. that, that uh, <laughs> um, in, I'm in a weird field and I, I think yours is different because I think you would argue your field is kind of dominated by men. Yeah, but I might be okay. I, so, I mean, I wouldn't argue it. The data would <laughs> would prove me out. No, yeah, that's true. So your your little, little female argument <laughs> getting a little overly emotional there, lady. Uh, yeah, it's dominating. Jeez, Heidi, calm down. <laughs> Whoa, deep breath, sweetie. <laughs> uh, yes, it's um, it tends to be male heavy. Yes, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Mine, oddly enough, is female heavy. Uh-huh. And so there are not many men who do what I do. Yeah. And there's something um, odd about being the minority in this in in, in this gig. But I kind I don't mind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like having um, women to refer to. I don't have many men to refer to who are good at what I do. I'm yeah. not sure what my point is there, <laughs> but it's, I really am not. Do, but it's, did it's you want a medal or huh? like a trophy? Or? Well, yeah. See, I'm, I think I'm breaking ground here, and I just wanted to point that out. Just <laughs> a as, parade. There's a parade on Saturday. It's oh. called the Women's March, but it's actually about— Can part of it be about me, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I'm not suggesting I've broken any ground I'm here. I'm teasing you. I know you're not. <laughs> um, I think we got to go. 
<laughs> do we have a final we, thought here? We are. No, I do. I interrupted you and I didn't mean to because, no, I think you're making a good point that I think when you help me make what, it because I, I think I've lost it. No, I, I, okay, here's, here's what you were saying. No, here's what maybe how I would <laughs> you're take. You're saying, sweetie. Here's, sweetheart, <laughs> calm down. Um, I think. What you're saying maybe is that when you do find yourself in the unusual situation of being the minority in a field, in a room, in a whatever, um, it can feel not scary or powerless at all. It can actually feel kind of cool. That's exactly and what I'm like, saying. Thank wow, you. this helps me grow, yeah. in fact, because these are perspectives I didn't have yep. um, up until this point, right? So, like, sometimes what holds us back from progress is like, I don't know, I've never seen it done that way. What if it feels weird? What if I'm, you know, yeah. um, the only one in the room? And, and sometimes you can be living that reality and then go like, oh, actually, this is kind of great. Yeah, something new and different is kind of great. We've yeah. seen that before. And, you know, I suspect when we have, for example, the first female late night talk show host or uh-huh. president. Right. <laughs> so which one comes first? Whichever. Um, <laughs> that might be less alarming and more like, huh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Than we think. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Right, Based cool. on your experience. <laughs> Based specifically on my experience. <laughs> which is why you're throwing, we're throwing your parade on Saturday. <laughs> So I'm really looking park forward to that. At 11. You can be yeah. Grand Marshal of the John Duffy Parade if you like. I, <laughs> well, I'm not allowed to participate at the in the Women's March because of the ethics policy I signed as a journalist. But I think I'm allowed to come to a John Duffy celebration parade. Well, there you so, have it. There's your loophole. <laughs> There's my loophole. I'm going to ask my boss later today. <laughs> okay. Um, we will continue this next week. Yeah. Um, and this is on purpose. We'll talk to you guys next time. Have a good week.